the shimmering surface of the blink space gate. She reaches her hand out to touch its surface. And you see that there are tears in her eyes. And then there is a great blue light. And then there is nothing. Once again, I am your host, Reed. My pronouns are they, them, and you can find me at Reed Plays. And today we are joined once again by Crystallize Me, aka Ray, aka Tika. Let's have our guest introduce yourself first, and then we'll go down the line. Hello, everyone. I am Ray, pronouns she, they. You can find me on Twitter at Crystallize Me. That is where you will see everything I'm doing because sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing until last minute. I am playing Tika, pronouns they, she, call sign decibel. Hi, I'm Amelia. My pronouns are she or her. You can find me on Twitter at am underscore rids underscore music. And today, like all other days, except for that fun time, I'm playing Anita, call sign matcha, who also uses she, her pronouns. Hello, I'm Dusty. I use he, they pronouns. You can find me online at Dusty Hill. And today I'm going to be playing Soro Low, call sign Roadkill, who also uses he, they pronouns. Hello, I'm Aubrey. I use she, her pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Mad Queen Cosplay. And tonight, uh, pretty much like as we said, all but that one other time, I am playing Sarah Sawyer Davenport, call sign Silver. Hello, I'm Aki. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Vim, Zaheer, Bomb, Vanderpump, Greenagale, Dow, the third, call sign Moxie, who also uses she, her pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Akinomi underscore art, and um, bitches get stitches, yeah. <laughs> Do we have context for this? No. no, no, no. We're we're simply bitches, and we yeah. deserve stitches. Exactly. <laughs> I have issues telling people that I love them, so instead, you'll just be bitches. And <laughs> well, I love, I you, love you too, Aki. Sawyer. You wake up, and you are in a bedroom. You're not just in any royal bedroom. You look and you see, almost everywhere you look, the colors and sigil of the Easton family. I don't think we've like really talked about what the Easton family crest looks like, but I feel like it's some sort of big fighting mammal like a bear or a lion or or maybe an alien version of one of those. Maybe it has like three eyes and some horns or some shit. Sounds about right. Awesome. A three-eyed, horned... Uh, space bear. 
Space bear. Yes. I love that. And you see this everywhere. And I think like the colors of the Easton family are probably like red and gold. That seems Easton-y. You awaken in this bedroom. What do you do? Uh, and so I have vivid memories of being in the weird place and seeing the goo again, right? Yes. You have all of your memories of the entire show and before then, until this point. You have all your memories still, but you just woke up in a different place after you saw this experiment go wrong. Well, I be like, oh, oh no, oh no. And additionally, that's where I am. Uh, and then essentially take a look around the room. Am I alone? Oh, Sarah, is that you? You look beside you and Cassandra is in the bed and she's sort of like rubbing her eyes, looks at you and it's like, it's too early. What are you, what's wrong? She's just going to like continue like looking around and you know, she's just going to tentatively like reach over and like touch Cassandra on the shoulder. You touch Cassandra on the shoulder and she just, she feels solid, warm, soft as she always does. And she just kind of looks at you, goes, are, are you feeling okay? You look like you've seen a ghost. Either had strangest dream or something is horribly wrong here. Huh. Well, I'm not surprised you had some funny dreams and she kind of like gives you a sly smile. Uh, and, you know, as, as I'm doing this, I want to check my hands. Am I wearing rings? You are indeed. Specifically, you're wearing a ring with the crest. It's like a golden ring with a bear's horned three-eyed head on it on your left ring finger. And this is specifically, you have seen this ring before. That I have. This is King Easton's ring. The ring that he gave to his son to propose to you with. Ah, I was confused there for a second. I thought you were like, you were wearing the king's ring. And I just went, what? <laughs> uh, that was a twist indeed. She's just, you know, look over at Cassandra and just being like, I don't know. It's been, it's been a weird couple of days. Uh, um, which, what's today again? And she gives you some, like, random space solar date. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I do not care to come up with a system for that. Mm -hmm. You're good. But what you realize when she tells you that is it's the same day that you're at New Tijuana 2, from what you recall. That was the same day you were there. But for all intensive purposes, at least looking at the room around you, you look like you're home on New Vesta. Well, uh, I just feel like I'll be back in just a moment. I just think I'm gonna splash some water on my face and... Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I probably should get going anyways, because I'm sure that your husband is going to want to see you soon. Oh yeah, my husband. Cassandra starts to get dressed, and she's like, Pretty soon she's dressed and she's pulled her hair back and she's wearing like, you know, a tunic and breeches and um, like riding boots. 
she just sort of says, well, I've got to go back to the barracks, but uh, I'll see you later. Pull her in and kiss her. And she kisses you back very, very sweetly. And then she pulls away and she grabs her sword and she puts it back on her on her back. And it sort of like stays there magnetically, as we sort of established previously. She sort of pauses at the doorway and looks back at you and then she leaves. What do you do? Don't suppose there's a bag full of all of my gear I would have had on the new Tijuana 2 lying next to the bed, would there be? Nope. Okay. I'm just like, I'm also, how weird technologically backwards is New Vesta? Would be able to say there is some sort of terminal or uh, something I could send messages from in here? Oh, yeah. I would say that, yes, there is like advanced technology on New Vesta. But it all has like kind of an old twist, you know, like everything is both new and old at the same time. So there probably is some sort of terminal or like, you know, personal handheld terminal that you can use. But I feel like you maybe it's like a tablet and you have a quill as your <laughs> as your stylus or something like silly like that. I don't know. I've got to grab it and I'm going to... Do I have access to, like, the net outside of the planet? I think you, you do have some access, yes. And being the wife of the heir to the throne does have its privileges. So you do actually have more access than the average person, probably. I am going to uh, essentially use a message and I am going to send a message to probably them, actually. And like try to like from memory like pull up the like Vim's I don't know space telephone number and just send a it's Sawyer please help I'm back on New Vesta and send the message. <laughs> <laughs> she is just like what is going on? Where is any of this? And just currently and then you know after she's done that uh, because she views Vim as the most competent one of the group. <laughs> so she she hopes that Vim has an idea of what to do or, you know, is already doing something, uh, at least that she can help with. Maybe maybe Vim's already on top of this. I'm sorry, he doesn't know. And she is scheming on how to get off the planet again. And I think as you're scheming and sending this message out, you hear a knock at the door and you hear like there's appears to be some maid who's like about to come in. But then a man's voice says, Oh, no, 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 um, please uh, leave us. And William Easton is standing in your doorway. I guess we, ha we also, again, we haven't really talked about this, but what does the prince of Nuvesta, William Easton, look like? I see the gif that Amelia just put in chat. I just go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looks like Gaston from the, you know, the Beauty and the Beast, uh, you know, reboot. Awesome. So to translate that for folks listening, William Easton is wearing red and gold finery of like a medieval style, right? Like he's got this robe on or, or no, I think he would actually favor a tunic and breeches, which makes him look a little bit more common. His father doesn't like it when he dresses like this, but he always was more of a fighter and more of a people's prince than his father ever was so he tends to dress more simply 
um, but still red and gold and embroidery. He is tall, dark haired. He has um, light blue eyes, very much a Disney prince classic, like, you know, 1950s, 1960s Disney prince. And if Sawyer wasn't a lesbian, (laughs) she would actually probably be like, yeah, I'm actually kind of lucky. William pauses at the threshold of your door. He smiles and he says, um, is everything all right? You look a little... Yeah, everything's, everything's great. It's just weird dreams, you know? Weird dreams. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It happens. And I think you get the sense, like, he's very awkward around you. You guys were friends in your youth. At least until the betrothal happened, that... You were both, like, actually friends, and I don't think that he's, like, as crazy about this whole thing as you, uh, or he's about as not crazy about this thing as you are. I feel like there's a better way that I could have put that, but we're we're running with it now. He has the same levels of enthusiasm as I do. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> and and he kind of almost looks like he feels, and in fact, he actually says, sorry, I... I always feel like I'm sort of intruding on your space. But I, I do I do wish to speak with you, if you have a moment. Uh, and she's like, yes, and then suddenly she's like, am I wearing clothes? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was not her first priority. Yeah, I think at that moment, too, like, you see his cheeks are a little red. And that you aren't clothed, but you're, you're wearing, like, the equivalent of new vest and undergarments, which is, like, a night shift of some kind, but that's pretty scandalous in Duvesta. So, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, um, you can come and stand right there, you know, face the wall. I'm gonna go over here. I am going to start getting dressed, and we can have this conversation." Great. And uh, he he waits for you to get dressed, and I think he actually, when you're finished dressing, he takes you out into the gardens. You see that the gardens of Nuvesta are, you know, very much like your classic manicured topiary maze and sculpture type of things with these like great big colorful rose bushes and then other uh, strange alien flowers that you've never seen before or, or you have seen before, but we, the audience, have never seen before. Mm. And I think, though, that you do notice a fresher plot that is in a place of some prominence uh, looks to be a grafting of your family's roses, the Davenport rose, which is the symbol of your family crest. He points it out and says, um, I had it especially brought in just so that you'd feel maybe a little bit more at home here. I know this hasn't been an easy transition. You know, it, it helps. I, I guess it's, I don't think any of us ever, you or I, ever thought we would be in this position when we were kids. No. He laughs and says, you know, I still remember that time that... <laughs> Do you remember when we used to pretend to be knights with Cassandra? Like it was yesterday. <laughs> you remember that time you gave me a black eye? Not on purpose, but yes, I do. Ah, my mother would not let me live that down. To this day, still mentions it. <laughs> well, you you know, I had to tell my father that the horse kicked me because I was 
I knew if I told him that um, yeah, you, uh, especially a, a woman, had done it, well, uh, I would never have heard the end of it. You know, sometimes I think about that now and I think I shouldn't have been ashamed because you are, well, <laughs> you are you. I believe my mother says I am a free spirit, whatever that means. <laughs> well, I suppose I shouldn't beat around the bush anymore. So... Uh, I am going to officially be crowned as king in a month. My father's health is declining, and he wants to step down in strength instead of withering away. I'm sorry that his health is so bad. It, it is, um, the old man is stubborn anyway. I'm sure he'll stick around to torture us for a long time. But yes, you will be... And he takes your hands in his, and he's he's much taller than you are. Like, you're you're relatively tall, I think. 5'6", I think. Yeah, okay, you're average. Uh <laughs> or 5'6", five, 5'8", five, somewhere between there. I'm like average height. Yeah, average height. He's like at least like 6'2", probably more, maybe. And he's like pretty built. You know, Disney Prince material. He takes your hands in his and says, and um, that means in a month you will be my queen. Yeah, I can't hardly believe it. It feels like yesterday that the wedding just happened. <sighs> yes, I know. Um, it feels like that to me, too. It's all happening so fast, but, you know, sometimes these things happen. My ancestor, the great Reginald Easton, was only eight when he ascended to the throne and took a wife. So... You know, things could be much worse. Yes, they, they, they definitely could. Um... But yes, uh, I, I suppose this is a time, and he looks around nervously to make sure that you're alone. He says, so I know your proclivities, and you know mine. You? That's me out of character. Cheers, madam. We are queers. <laughs> <laughs> You fancy the titty, I fancy only the arse. <laughs> <laughs> and if you wondered why our crest is a bear. <laughs> you actually, like, look and you see, like, at a distance that William Easton's personal guard is, like, a pretty large, hairy man. They're your both bottoms. Oh my god, y'all just- You actually should have gotten married, actually. <laughs> y'all could have danced on the king's grave together. <laughs> oh my god. And and he says, so, um, oh god, uh, there's, there's no easy way to say this, and this is so beyond weird because you are my best friend, and I know- how in love you are with Cassandra, and you know how much I love Alejandro. Yes, yes. Did, did, I'm sorry you're just breaking your brain. He's like, did we ever have this conversation before we got married? <laughs> I feel like it was one of those things. I feel like we cut to a bunch of like small scenes where he's like making eyes at you, William. That is while next to Alejandro, 
but he's not actually he's never said it to you he's just like made eyes at you like and, and then was like oh yeah yeah she got it she understands sawyer who's <laughs> just doing the same thing and cassandra's completely not noticing a hundred percent neither of you noticed well, he noticed me, but I did not yeah, notice him. Yeah, he only notices because he literally has, pr I, I think he's seen Cassandra leaving your room multiple times. Like, I think he, he's, he's figured that out. You know, in various stages of flushed excitement and whatnot. Thank the, the heavens and the bears and all of them that she has no interest in me. Oh, thank God for those lesbians. Ah! <laughs> The agenda, oh, they run it, and they run it well. <laughs> Suddenly a lot of things are making sense. Wait, you didn't, you didn't know that it was, it was Alejandro? I had my theories, of course, but, uh, you know, we this is the first time we've ever said that, you know, right. I... Well, you're my wife now, so I suppose I feel like I should tell you these things. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're on, the, we're on the same page now. Uh, yes, um, except for one thing. My father is, um, well, he wants to ensure the future of the throne before he steps down. I'm sure he does. But I, just, just so you know, um, I'm not suggesting anything wildly uncomfortable for both of us. I, I was thinking perhaps we could um, have you go away to the Summer Palace for a while, and perhaps we can outsource this whole affair to a facility that does these sort of things. You know, have it grown in a vat. Yes, that actually does. Yeah, nothing against you or anything like that, but yes, that is preferable. Um, I think it's it's preferable for, for the both of us. Yes, very, very much. And, and this way, you can have a nice vacation away from palatial life, and, uh, and then you return with a baby, and then my father is happy. A baby, yeah. Mm. Yes, I, you know, I, I've always sort of fancied myself as a father someday, and I don't know, I would, I, I, I've, I'm rather uh, excited, but, you know, I, I understand that this is not really the, well, there's a lot of these, this that is not entirely desirable, and I... Oh, no, um, I mean, especially so soon, uh, you know. Well, yes, but it is, uh, it, 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 you know, royalty, we, we have to ensure the future. You understand, uh, being highborn yourself. Been my entire life. Yes, um, glad that we're on the same page, and um, uh, I will make arrangements for your travel. Yes. And he he starts to turn away, and then he pauses, and he kind of looks, and he says, "Perhaps this is just rude of me, but would you would you like some input into what the child will look like?" Uh, I will need some of your genetic material, of course, and uh, he hopefully will be um, a male heir, of course, and um, but he will be half yours. I, I mean, we can talk about it over dinner at some point. Oh, that's that's a lovely idea. I will, I will have Boris make it a date. Well, you know that you know what I mean. Yes. And he, he looks like he's been increasingly turning more and more red because he's as embarrassed by this, as embarrassed by this conversation as you are. He finally kind of turns away and he sort of gives you a, well, he gives you a bow and then he turns away and he says, 
Until tonight, my love, he says, like, loudly enough for anyone that could be nearby to hear. Yes, um, I mean, if you need me at any point during the day, you know where you can find me. Sawyer, in her brain, being like, where am I supposed to be? (laughs) (laughs) And at this point, you see Cassandra and your other attendant, who is like sort of a very small, mousy woman with enormous glasses, who is holding a hollow scroll. You know, a hologram, but a skull. So a hollow scroll. And she's saying... I'm so sorry, my dear Lady Davenport, but we have a a very, very full schedule today. Um, Oh, lovely. (laughs) um, And so you actually have a meeting right now with with the Department of Agriculture. Oh, yes, the Department Department of Agriculture. Oh, sorry, the Duke of Agriculture, my bad. I forgot that this is a fiefdom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and yes 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 i'm sure cassandra um you know she she can walk me there and you know we'll be fine <laughs> oh but but if i don't come with you how will you know what your schedule is and cassandra just snatches the hollow scroll out of her hand she's been doing this for a while yeah i've got it and the the lady just kind of goes oh all right then i mean, enjoy your day off Oh, I won't! (laughs) I'll be worrying the whole time! Uh, yep. Let this just unhinged lesbian be alone. And Cassandra looks at you and smiles. She says, you know, that scroll's wrong, actually. How is it wrong? Uh, I would love to hear what, what my schedule is. She gets really, really close to you, like nose to nose, and she says, your first meeting's with me. And she pulls you into the garden. Mm. Do you like this turn of events? (laughs) Matcha. Uh Uh-huh. You wake up to the sound of a station-wide announcement Someone over the comms is saying something about what time it is. You know, operations need to be at this time, breakfast in the galley, like that sort of thing. You wake up and you are in what looks to be pretty Spartan barracks of some kind. What do you do? I'm guessing that this is the old life, so I will go through my normal waking up routine is if I were still on Raj Shimra. Kind of like tightening the boots, getting like all the uh, training gear on. Oh god, please, please tell me, does Macha have an actual arm in this universe? (laughs) You do actually have an arm. You have both (gasps) of your arms. Oh my fucking god. You wake up and you have both arms. You sit up to start pulling on your gear and your boots. And you see that you're actually sharing this barracks with multiple people. And they all look like you. Not exactly like you, but it's almost like they were the template that you were based on. But you turned out just a little different. I mean, the green hair is a big giveaway, but... (laughs) 
I'm imagining that in the random Sims generator that created everyone else was with the Gears of War template and I was the <laughs> Shira template. Basically, yeah. Like these are just like some actual like bloodthirsty bitches here and I have green fucking hair and two arms. Well, I mean they all have two arms. I would hope everyone else has two arms. Everyone else has two arms and two legs. Except Rob over there. He's got a third leg. Yeah. Uh, and actually, wait, Rob? Yeah, Rob waves at you and he's got a third leg. He waves at you with his third leg. It's between his other two legs. And then Ricardo just has one arm and one leg, but seems to be having the time of his life. Well, he has prosthetics, so he's doing he's doing well. Also, he has like a big ass fucking like fuse, huge, massive cigar. God. Yeah, I think Rob and Ricardo are stretching out and one says, uh, hey, what, what's your name again? And they look at you. Um, the full or the the, the nickname? Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Well, the full name's a little long, so everyone's been calling me Macha because of I kind of like fluff my hair up a little bit. Oh, Yeah. Your hair does look like a like green tea or some shit. Anyways, well, what do you think our assignment's gonna be today? I don't know. <laughs> well, there's a clone that actually comes in because spoiler alert, clones. <laughs> in case anyone was surprised, so more clones come in and they like actually shove Ricardo over and kind of like sneer at Rob and are like. Why are you asking this defective clone anything? Asswipe. <laughs> Mancha just looks down. She doesn't know her mouth from her asshole. None of you do. None of you defective clones do. And you see that this is one of the clones that is one of the prime templates that Harrison Armory uses, which is by prime meaning it's one of the conserve templates that they use most frequently for their soldiers. It's basically a genome that Harrison Armory has patented for this purpose. And clones like Rob and Ricardo and you are still useful to Harrison Armory, but often you find yourselves the subjects of some bullying by the prime templates because you are sort of defective clones in some way, or you don't conform to the prime template. Do you say anything? Do you do anything when this uh, reg is being really shitty? Uh, I do nothing and continue doing my standard prep of getting my training gear on and trying to shuffle out the door to get to the mess hall or whatever. As you are starting to shuffle out the door, one of the regs holds out a foot and trips you with it. And then they all start laughing as you fall. Amacha doesn't look like very upset, just kind of confused, like more confused than normal, which is still pretty confused. Yeah, and I think one of the regs just kind of like elbows this one is like, she's not even smart enough to understand, like, you're really going to pick on her? Really? You know, and the other guy's like, yeah, you're right, whatever. And it just kind of spits at your feet and walks away. And Ricardo and Rob come up behind you, and Rob's like, Oh, that was close. Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess so. 
Rob or Ricardo, sorry, the one Ricardo has the cigar kind of takes a puff and it's like, yeah, those regs think they're fucking they're that fucking rainbow shine out of their assholes. Question out of character. Since we've established that I know Rob and Ricardo previously, would they have call signs and would I know them? Uh, yeah, let's generate some call signs. I've already thought one for Ricardo. It's Maduro. Can one of theirs be Aglet? <laughs> like the thing at the end of a shoe? Yes. Rob, Rob is Aglet. Yep. Yeah, I'm Aglet. <laughs> don't forget it. And don't forget it. So, like, Rob it just keeps on, like, talking and being basically, like, the deer of Hansen of Harrison Armory. Yep. I guess, like, in the middle of whatever diatribe he goes into, I'll just ask, um, Rob, could you, um, what, what day is it today? Um, it's Stardate. Get a watch. <laughs> he doesn't actually say that. He, he says something like, he gives you an actual date. And this would have already been blaring throughout the station, right? Yes. And it confirms what you suspect is that this is the same day that you remember being in New Tijuana too. But also, Macha, is it exactly certain if that that was all a dream or if this is dream or they were both dreams? Had I considered this? Yes. Had I really considered the implications of this? No. At least uh, you, you do have both your arms, though, so. Interesting and fun. As you're sort of, like, making conversation with Rob and Ricardo, you see another clone that looks somewhat like you, actually, with green hair. But she is very, very scarred. Like, her face looks like it was raked by some wild animal. One of her eyes is cybernetic. And in fact, as far as you can tell, most of her limbs seem to be cybernetic. And she makes this kind of whirring, clacking noise as she walks down the hall. And she's in a crisp Harrison Armory uniform. She has the Harrison Armory tattoo on her neck, just like you. And when she comes, uh, she stops and immediately Rob and Ricardo click their heels together and give her a salute. And she says, Aglet, Maduro, Macha. I also click into salute. You're shipping out. 20 minutes. Get your things. Be in hangar bay B. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What? Get. <laughs> <laughs> I literally almost said yes, sir. -y. It's yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And she makes like this gesture and you have like subdermal implants that basically act as like personal communication devices. She makes a gesture and all of a sudden some files pop up and you see that your assignment is going to be dealing with pirates at a Harrison Armory cloning farm in the distant Majula system. They've been having issues with pirates raiding their facilities, and they are sending you out as uh, with your combat medic experience to help in the effort to drive them out. Hell yeah. That, that's, that's actually exciting. <laughs> Macha is very swayed by this. She sees you smile. She says, this isn't some sort of vacation. Macha stops smiling. This is war, and you will treat it with the gravity of war. <laughs> 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very good. Dismissed. You continue saluting. However, the <laughs> standard Harrison Armory goodbye salute goes. Ricardo and Rob are also like kind of looking at these files and Ricardo says, huh, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, What's funny? Well, I don't know if you realized this before, but kind of feels like they're trying to get rid of us. I, I don't know what you mean. Of course you wouldn't. Let me put this in words you can understand, Macha. They don't like us. They don't want us. So they're sending us out to the middle of bumfuck nowhere where they've lost, uh, and he looks at the files, like at least two different troops of clones they've sent out. And now they're sending us. They're sending you and me and three-legged P over here. <laughs> Rob goes, my name's Rob! <laughs> Ricardo actually, like, stubs out the cigarette. You see that it's mostly spent at this point. He just tosses it on the ground and steps on it there, just leaves it. Is there, like, a physical file that he's reading this from? Or is he just, like, this purely conjecture? He is reading stuff from the file, but the conjecture part is that it may or may not be, like, legitimate, but he's paranoid that Harrison Armory is trying to get rid of these genetic mistakes. Macha's gonna take the file and be like, well, if you're so concerned about getting, get, got rid of, then, and you don't necessarily like it here, why don't you just, I don't know, leave? <laughs> leave? And <laughs> go where? Looking like this? And he like points to himself, I'm the template. Or, or rather, I'm the closest thing to the template out of the two of you chuckle fucks. They just don't like my attitude. I, I guess so. Yeah, I, it's, uh, it's just, uh... You can't run away from the Harrison Armory. Yeah, but it's just... Has something felt off? What do you mean? Like, I felt that this morning, like, something feels, like, more off than usual, and I can't really put my finger on it. Wait, you felt it too? Y yeah I think. What did you feel? So, you know, uh, there was some guy that, like, back on, um, on Cradle, well, like, before it was Cradle, like, whatever the fuck they called it, like, Earth or something, and this guy said that, like, you know, parallel universes are all lined up next to each other, and that every morning you wake up next to a new person, because you travel through new parallel universes every day. Uh, that's... That's not what I was thinking, but oh, oh god, okay, what? Oh god. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I felt a shift today. It, it might have been my colon, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I felt like the parallel universe's shift from under me and that I was definitely waking up on the opposite side of the bed in the other universe, but I woke up on this side of the bed in this universe. So I'm pretty sure that I've just proved the parallel universes are real. I think you're just describing intermittent universality syndrome. What? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Anyways, I, I don't think that's what I felt, but sure. Okay, I'm, you, you feel something. I definitely felt something. I know it. 
I know it in my bones. I, I'm, it's less of like, I could feel a shift and more of like, just a general meh. Like it was always wrong. He looks at you like, huh. So you don't feel that? No. Am I going crazy? Probably. Huh. But I wouldn't go to the psychiatrist because you know what happens to clones that go to the psychiatrist. They get therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get the help they need. <laughs> and I still can't, like, you know, put my finger on it, but it's like, I definitely should not be here. Like, I don't think it's a danger or anything. I just shouldn't be here, you know? <laughs> well, don't go telling Sergeant that or, you know, she'll probably space you. Or she'll put you on the front lines of some war somewhere and you'll get shot before you knew what happened. Yeah, I, I, I'll uh, just keep it to myself for now then. That's a smart thing. Keep it all inside, all bottled up. I don't have any bottles, though. And he takes a, a drag of, like, a new cigar that he's, like, pulled out of his butthole or something. <laughs> like, no, I'm kidding. What? He, he pulled it out of nowhere. Zoro and Tika. Ah, great. Mm -hmm. You both wake up somewhere else. You're not in the same place. You're actually next door to each other. You hear the sound of a big blaring alarm before bright fluorescent lights turn on overhead. You hear someone go, wakey, wakey. So Zoro, Tika, you both wake up and you realize that you are in neighboring jail cells. And Zoro, in yours, you see that your sister Pilar is already up and is doing her hair. And she kind of uh, nudges you and says, Come on, sibling, if you don't get up soon, we're gonna miss the good food. Come on, you don't want to keep the boss waiting. I... <clears throat> um... Okay. Alright. Um, sure. Oh, hey, Tika! She says to Tika next door, because I imagine this being, like, the worst kind of prison cell possible, where the walls are all, like, mostly transparent and you can see your neighbors on the other side. <laughs> Zoro's just, like, on his breath. Ah, oh, shit. Like, no privacy. Just, like, Zoro's gonna wave up. Yeah, hey. Tika. I like sit up in bed and then look through the wall and then all you see are my eyes like pretty much bulge. Fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Same. Same. Wait. And I'll like look around. Huh? And all of a sudden the gates on your cells open and you hear over the comms, prisoners are now allowed to enter the prison yard. Violence will not be tolerated. And the doors open, and you are free to walk out of your cells. Pilar just sort of like, finally, I'm starving. Yeah, no, let's get breakfast. 
um, and just walk out and just immediately zoom to Tika and just like, do you, do, do you know what's going on? Do you remember what just happened? Something went wrong. Okay, that because that wasn't supposed to. You saw the, the flash and you heard the. Yeah, no, no. Okay. I'm just wanted to make sure that I, I this. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible. How do we get here? Oh, my God. How do we get out? I don't know. What is it? It, are we, it just what, am I supposed to live like this now? I, it, what, I just I I don't I just I what day is it? Is there like anything to signifying anything some, to tell us? Yeah, yeah. I think you look and you see like on your cell wall the one thing that they let you have is a calendar. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. Why have they been doing the thing where they just tally on the wall? Wait, no, I like that better. Or you, you've been tallying on the wall, but you also have like a sexy Lancer calendar. Oh my god. Um, the calendar is on Pilar's side. The scratch marks are definitely oh yeah, on Zoro's it, side. It's 100%. <laughs> yeah, Pilar just like w- watches you do the scratch marks and just goes like, why? I have a perfectly good calendar over here. <laughs> it's yeah face down to the bed when that happens but that's that's the ultimate universe um okay so that's that was just now but now it's here and my sister doesn't want to kill me from all i can tell doesn't sound like it that's a positive what you talking about nothing go get breakfast pilar's like literally over your shoulder it's like but it's not nice to keep secrets oh i no, this is definitely okay. worse. Wait, why do you get a soulmate? That's not fair. <laughs> Wait, does Tika have a soulmate? <laughs> uh, well, you don't. You don't remember Tika? Yours, um. Well, she went to the other side. Oh my god, I was right. The other side of the prison. No. Okay. The big Macquarie yard in the sky. Anyways, I'm going to go before they're out of powdered eggs. Okay, meet you over there. Did I kill my cellmate? Uh, you don't know. <laughs> Tico, what the fuck? Okay, so yeah, obviously something went wrong. And obviously this is the worst. The worst case scenario. This is the absolute worst. Probably, yeah. I, I gotta get out of here. I don't understand. There were, we heard people before that. So did we get here because of them? Did they pick us up? But then why is your sister here? I, I yeah, I don't see this. If this was a paracausal bullshit, like me being here, that makes sense for me and Pilar. I don't know why you're here. Is it by association? Uh, mm, well, mm, Uh uh-huh. That's, we need to get out of here. I just let's just get out of here first and we can talk about that. Uh-huh. You see that there's a drone that's sort of patrolling around and goes, "Prisoners are not allowed to loiter during breakfast time. Please proceed to the cafeteria." Oh lord, this is going to be terrible. Um that's I guess we could talk over breakfast. How's that sound? I don't wanna. I mean, this is prison. The food has to be crap. I think we don't have a choice. Oh my god. And alternate universe or not, I don't want to get tased again. <sighs> fine, fine. And so you walk past your cells and towards the cafeteria, 
and you're walking around and you realize that this place is underground because most of it is built into what looks to be a mostly natural cave system. Both of you, Tika and Zoro, you both realize that this place is called the Pit. This is an infamous prison where they send the most hardened criminals in the galaxy. And they send them all here because this planet is probably one of the least hospitable planets in the known universe to human life. So much so that people have to live underground. So once you get put in here, it's really fucking hard to escape. Nobody escapes the pit. You find your way to the cafeteria and you see that Pilar is waving both of you over very excitedly. She's she's like really gesturing hardcore, going like, I saved you a spot! Was she always like that? I mean, back in the day, yeah. Kind of. Sort of. Definitely this energy, but it wasn't always nice. So, I don't know why. And I think Sora's just gonna kind of just like walk over and sit down. I'm going to look at the food. The food does look bad. Great. It's bad. Like, it's all rehydrated stuff that they've sent out to this place, and it, it's, yeah. But, it's food. And I think you see that actually Pilar has gotten you plates already. She's like motioning like, oh, don't worry. I, I got I got you your favorite, Tika. <laughs> Thanks. Just how you like it. Urf. I even convinced the cafeteria lady to give me a little extra something, something to put on there. So kind. I love sand. Oh, I'm so glad. And then you notice that her, like, eyebrow is starting to twitch. <laughs> and she's, like, kind of looking over. Because there's some other person who is kind of scowling at her. And you can tell that she's, like, kind of... Uh... Hey, Pilar. Yeah? I'm gonna just be real upfront. What the fuck is happening? Why are we here? How did we get here? A lot of shit's happening and I don't know what's going on. What did they get me on? What? Did you hit your head? Yes. Probably, yeah. We both hit our heads at the same time. Really hard. Yeah, we don't know what's going she on. She suddenly looks over at this other person. like, what the fuck are you looking at? Oh, there it is. Look away or I'm going to fucking stab you in the palm. <laughs> she grabs a knife and like starts to brandish it, but sees a drone come by and then puts it down. The other person just sort of scoots away. <laughs> Zora, I was like, that's a good idea. And, and uh, Pilar puts a smile back on her face and says, I don't get it. What? Uh, so you both hit your heads? Yeah. D to put it frankly, yeah. Wait, were you guys like, wait. Huh? What? And, wait. And oh, she just wait. sort of goes like, ah, uh, never mind. Don't forget to say anything. Just, please. Uh, no, Pilar. Uh, please. <laughs> we're, we're in jail. Right, right. Everything is rock hard and oh, oh god right. no god. Um, <laughs> Zoro's gonna take the jail roll and just stuff it in Tika's mouth <laughs> <laughs> and just okay so <laughs> how long have we been here we have been here for like two years Ever since we did that job and we, you know, 
didn't succeed. But, you know, it's been great. I mean, uh, Lobo's been super nice to us, and, and Daddy's actually pretty happy. We're, we've got a good business going here. Who, who, who has been super nice? Oh, right. A Lobo Fantasma. He's the big guy around here, remember? I can't believe you don't remember this. He's He used to be Dad's right-hand man, but, you know, then he got put in the pit. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I remember. Oh, okay, um, so, I think, long story short, we need to get out of here. Because something fucky is happening. But why would we do that? Many reasons. One, look at those eggs. There's not even salt or pepper on them. Is that eggs? Well, I mean, apparently it has enough sodium for us to have our daily sodium intake. So actually, they're very salty. A little too salty. That's why I put water in them. I thought it was cheese. Exactly. Oh. Two, I just, I'm not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. What are you talking about? You're talking crazy. Like, you... Are you really okay? Are you sure you don't have, like, a concussion or something? Because this is wild. You don't remember that we've literally been here for two years together. We've been cellmates. We're closer than we've ever been before. I mean, you can, we can all still remain close if we get out of here. Yeah, but we've got good business in here. Papa likes us where we are. Lord. Well, at least tell me you didn't forget about the match this afternoon. Match? Yeah, the match. The, the, the... Well, I mean, there's multiple, but still. Theoretically, if I did forget, what is this match? Oh, my God. Uh, just make sure you wear something. Oh, right. We're all wearing the same jumpsuits. Never mind. Just make sure you, like, I don't know, shave or something. You know, Lobo likes it when you look fresh. So he's just going to put his head down the table for a second. <laughs> okay, so wait, do you remember why I'm in here? Yeah, well, I guess it's because you, well, you tried. It wasn't the lab, was it? Well, yeah. God damn it. I guess, you know, word on the street was you were trying to leave uh, La Lechusa, but then you blew up the lab and they took you in here anyway once they figured out you were affiliated. It was by association. Okay. That was my, that was, that was, that was my, that was my thing. And okay, that, that sucks. No, this all sucks. It's all terrible. But it could be worse. I mean, look, we have it made here. We live like kings. No one can touch us. And then she looks at that same like person she screamed at before and is like, what the fuck are you looking at, Twink? <laughs> I'll break you in half. And then she smiles. Okay, so we have to get out of here. I'm looking directly at you, Zorro. Yeah, no. Um, I, and I'm like whispering towards you. We have to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, if this is the pit, we are really fucking far from... New Tijuana 2. Assuming New Tijuana 2 exists anymore. What did we get dragged into fucking... I don't... I just don't understand what happened. I hate science. Everything was set up to go perfectly. We tested it before. I don't even understand what happened. And then Dr. Otwaken was acting weird when the light came. And I just... 
And then there was some shit happened. Doors got kicked down. There was some explosions. And then I'm here in the worst possible universe eating this. I don't even have any tools to... I can't even do science. Should we start a fight? <laughs> I mean, for fun, that'd be... I mean, that'd be fun, but I don't think that's going to help. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> this is out of character. How far will we de- derail this if we do start a fight in the middle of this cafeteria? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm down to roll with it. Okay. Zoro is going to grab their tray. And where the twink is sitting that Pilar keeps yelling at, they're going to eat it at the person sitting next to them. You hit them square in the face with the slop on your tray. And this is actually a much bigger person. Yeah, yeah. Like really much bigger, like at least three times bigger than you are. And this person, like the tray stays there for a second and then it falls off onto the table and the slop of the eggs are like dripping off their face and zoro's gonna be like hey yo twink what the fuck are you doing (laughs) what did you just call me not you the person that threw it at you that's the twink hey uh, i don't want any trouble man no he wants trouble that's why he's starting it and i'm just trying to stop this but obviously not he's throwing shit why are you throwing what and then this guy just like picks a twink up by the throat and just like throws him like a rag doll across the room and then just starts like throwing punches and all of a sudden the whole cafeteria is a brawl it is like it is a riot Yep, Zoro's gonna grab Pilar's shoulder and Tika's shoulder's like let's find the closest store and try to get the fuck out of here oh I couldn't have done that any better And then all of a sudden, though, you see a figure stand up. This person's not that big, like really average size. But out of everyone here, they seem to be like the most well manicured, the most refined, even. And they stand up, and everyone else pays attention to this person. And this person has long black hair, dark eyes, thick, dark eyebrows. They're probably, at the very least, kind of middle-aged, maybe a little older, but it's hard to tell. But they have this self-assuredness to them. And they say, please, 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 everyone, settle down before they have to call in the drones. And they look specifically at Tika and Zoro when they say this, they say, if you want to let out a little aggression, you can let it out in the ring. Oh, is this the match? Mm-hmm. Okay. Someone next to you says, El Lobo Fantasma. That this indeed is El Lobo Fantasma. Zoro, your father's former right-hand man who is now essentially in charge of this prison. And you see, actually, that he has now, like, a white strand of hair that goes down just, like, one spot. You know how, like, there's some folks who have pigmentation uh, stuff, like, right on their hairline, and so it gives them, like, a white streak? It's like that. He just smiles, and suddenly, it's almost like by magic, 
the cafeteria just goes back to normal and the drones that were coming in to like suppress the violence happening in here actually disperse because they're automated they only react to like violent acts <laughs> and now they have no reason to be here they disperse and el lobo fantasma sits back at his table and you see that he has a goblet of wine and like an eggs benedict bullshit on his plate like he has a fancy ass breakfast in front of him and he pulls a like fancy little napkin and puts it in his uh, jumpsuit and he's got a fork and a knife and he starts very daintily cutting away at his meal <sighs> Zoro is gonna sigh with a lot of defeat and just kind of well i'm out of ideas at the moment you there, you look and you see that Lobo is looking right at the two of you. Come to me, please sit. Great. Me? Yes, yes, Tika, Zoro. Oh, great, they know our names. Of course they know our names. Thing. Great, great, great. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, and they, Zoro's just going to walk over. I will follow behind Zoro, hesitantly. <laughs> And they gesture for you to both sit down, but they, they continue to eat and you see that they have like a goblet that's filled with like what looks to maybe be a mimosa or something like that. <laughs> and he takes a very long sip and then looks at the two of you, says, I don't need to worry about this afternoon, do I? I might be kind of worried. Um, depends what you're worrying about. Well, you're seeming a bit erratic, starting fights in the cafeteria. You know that's not allowed. A lot of things aren't allowed. We're in a prison, remember? I do, my child, and I've been here longer than you've been alive. Unfortunate. So you would do well to pay me a bit of respect. Now, I expect that the two of you will make sure that everything runs smoothly for our sponsors. Yeah? Sure. Yeah. Sponsors. Smoothly. Who are those again? Well, if I told you that, it would be very illegal. Oh, but isn't that the fun part? Uh, yes. Well, the fun part is that they bet on us, and we get their money, and we send it along to... La Lechusa. And they, rich old people, they get to live a little. Vicariously. Great. Love the 1%. Ah, uh, they serve their uses. They cut into a piece of their eggs benedict and lift it to their lips. They say, get out of my sight. I'll see you this afternoon. Yeah. Wait. So just, yeah, leave. <laughs> I'm still really confused about what's going on. Yeah, I think this is like dog fights, but instead of dogs, it's people, and I think I'm the people. <laughs> okay, that makes sense, but uh, well, it doesn't. Does it make sense? I, I okay. Well, you don't know if you're fighting. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. I think it's heavily assumed. Okay, I'm looking around for exits at this point, like just scouring to see exits like if there's any point any point in trying to escape anytime soon i mean there are definitely places that you can see at least just like 
from where you are now, you can see that there's places that the drones go, but for the most part, any place that's not the prison yard and your cells or the fighting pits, those are all cordoned off so that you cannot get into those portions. So theoretically, you know, they have to deliver food and they have to, you know, do other stuff like that, but they make it so that you are not allowed anywhere near those areas. No, of course, of course. Despite the fact that it is on an incredibly inhospitable planet that you would have a very hard time getting off of, even if you escaped the prison, this is still a very, you know, high security. So it's still very, yeah. Even though it's inhospitable, it's still technologically savvy. Exactly. Great. At this point, you see Pilar actually has come back and puts her arms around both of you and goes, Oh, I saw you talking with Lobo. What were you talking about? Her disobedience. Oh. That's a way to put it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lobo doesn't like that. But you know what Lobo's going to like? Me crushing that kid into dust this afternoon. What do you guys think? Oh, okay. So you're fighting. Yeah, of course I'm fighting. That makes more sense. Okay. I thought it was you. Right. Yeah. Well, you're you're going to be there, right? Right, Zoro? Yeah. You promise? I. Mm, mm. You you pinky swear? I'll I'll I'll, mm. I'll be really upset if you're not. Out of character. Oh no, in character. Fuck. <laughs> um. <laughs> Please, you'll be there, right? Um, I don't think I have a choice, but yeah, I'll be there. Perfect! Yay! I'll see you there. And she gives you like a little kiss on the cheek, and she looks like she's gonna give Tika a kiss, and then thinks better of it. <laughs> <laughs> is like oh wait you're not my sibling i mean i would accept it oh oh yeah you would accept it yeah cool well then uh, she she does that weird like oh do you want a kiss do you want it and, and then she gives you one <laughs> and, then, and then she skips off away out of view and the two of you are alone in the cafeteria in a sea of people with el lobo phantasma watching over you suspiciously first of all that's fucking weird yeah what do we do go to the fight i guess and see if there's an opportunity there that's the only thing that i can think of at this moment because i mean there's not a whole lot of science happening right now here i mean every exit seems to be covered as far as i can tell escape is not looking possible this is like, I just don't know how we got here. And like, I guess I do know how I got here, but I don't like it. I guess I'm still, this is not like a weird shared dream, is it? And then Zoro's going to like pick up, like, I assume they give us like sporks because we're in prison. Yeah. And just like start poking themselves like, oh, no. Yeah, that that hurts. Why are you poking yourself? I thought you walked away. Oh, I came back because I realized I need a Tika, actually. You need me? Yeah, I need your help with my mech. Mechs. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they're mech fights. Yeah, yeah. No. So remember we were talking like last week or something about how you were going to make some new chemistry, chemistry bomb stuff on my kit? Okay, that like, sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you're going to make stuff go splody and I want <laughs> things to explode. So I need you to help me install those things and make more. Okay, so I have access to these things. Uh, yeah. 
they're gonna let me and then i'm gonna look at zoro and i'm gonna like waggle my eyebrows it sounds like we're gonna be working on some mechs let's go yeah yeah lead the way well why would zoro come zoro's no good with mechs um i'm trying to learn oh okay fine whatever why can't you just get your own thing? You're my identical twin, and yet you feel like you have to do every single thing that I do. Like, oh, get your own life. It's okay. I love you. Let's look at the mechs. Yeah, let's go look at the yeah, mechs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go look at the mechs. And we cut to the three of you going down to the mech workshop. Vim, you actually wake up to an alarm clock, but it's not your regular alarm clock or, or whatever you use to wake yourself up in the morning that you remember. But this alarm sound, alarm clock, sounds familiar because it is Thresh's alarm clock. Before you even open your eyes, you hear Thresh say something like, oh, it's too early. Ugh. I think my eyes just shoot open very quickly. And I'm like, I don't want to turn or anything. But how, 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 what, what do I see? You see Thresh, your ex. Would you do us the honor of describing Thresh to us? Thresh is tall lean muscle, full of tattoos. There is a very long one that's kind of like from the side of their back, low key. It, it like, it's one of those ones where it'll wrap around the side. So starting from the chest and then goes to the back like that. And it's a bunch of tree branches with flowers that mimic the one that's on Vim's forehead. Though these ones are much nicer and detailed and actually look like flowers, where Vim's also looks like a Loki and X. And, and bright pinks, but the covered in tats they are. They have a, a variety, maybe one at the back of the ear, even like a work in progress, slowly moving through. They have messy ish pink hair. If their shirt's off, then they do have top surgery scars. They are just one good-looking bitch. If you need another visual ref, please think of Dead by Daylight's Trickster mixed with Arcane's Finn. Yes. Thresh uses they-them pronouns, by the way. Yes. Thresh is indeed shirtless. I guess at this point in your life, you're sort of splitting your time between your place and their place. They have their own apartment that you stay over and stuff, and this is one of the days that you've stayed over. But you, in your present, however, know that you've been broken up with Thresh for some time. I don't know how recently you've spoken to Thresh. I have not since we, we parted. Yeah. And yet, Thresh says something along like, Babe, five more minutes... And sort of rolls over playfully, but then kind of rolls back over and laughs. And it's like, are you awake? I'm frozen is what is what I am. This is not good. And what Vim will immediately do is go, you, you have, you have five, you have all the time you want. And I'm out. I'm out so fast. 
Um, I, I jump, I dip. Wait, is my leg on? Uh, no. I jump, I fall over. Because <laughs> you probably don't wear these to sleep. I do not, no. But, like, I, I, I was trying to figure out what is my state of dress. Yeah, you have, like, you know, whatever pajamas on. Unless you don't want pajamas on. I have their shirt on. Okay, you have their shirt on. It says build your own mech on it with their stream logo or yours, but they sometimes say theirs. And yeah, and you currently don't have your arm or leg on because you don't sleep with your prosthetics on. And so I think you like trip over yourself and they're like, oh my God, are you, are you okay? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on the ground looking for my stuff. Uh, is this what you're looking for? And they hand you one of your legs. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Um, yeah, okay. And, and here, here's your arm. How come it's all on your side? Well, um, and they blush. No, thank you. I put my shit on, making as little eye contact as possible. You can't leave. We've got a stream today. What what are you what are you doing? Wanna stop by the general store? <laughs> are you okay? Does like Copernicus need to lick some bacteria off of you or something? Like Oh no, no. They gotta go. You're not sick, are you? And they hold like a, a hand to your forehead and are like, you know, checking on you. I'm not sick. I haven't been sick in a long time. Well, yeah, I mean, but your mom said, like, you know, you've got that immunodeficiency stuff, so I, I, I worry, right? Yeah, I, I just gotta... Oh, wait, hang on, hang on, sorry, I, I gotta, I gotta take a quick selfie, just one sec, and, and they, like, make this, like, really dumb selfie pose and send it to OvniNet. Oh, and yeah, yeah, anyway, sorry, I, I forgot, you know, gotta, gotta do my daily selfie, it's a, it's daily selfie week, so, you know, you, do a selfie every hour the whole week. So, you know, I'm trying to like, you know, get get our name in there. So, you know, I've got I've got the shirt on and they're also wearing a build your own mech shirt. You know, this, this that's how we're going to that's how we're going to grow our channel, babe. I mean, we're we're already we're already starting to, to hit it, right? But it's going to be astronomical once they see us two hotties on the page of my right. Here, here, come here. Uh, uh, let me get a selfie with you, too. And they oh, pull I'm you okay. in. I'm a, okay. <laughs> and they do a selfie. And I feel like the selfie is them being, like, super, like, mm, you know, and you're just like, uh. Yeah, there's this, the visual on my facial expression is regret. <laughs> but, like, but like <laughs> Elmo regret. And the eyes are as wide as they can be. I'm looking on the floor. And they, they look at the picture and they're like, uh, I can send it to my publicist and we can, like, put a filter on it or something. It's fine. I just woke up. Well, yeah. People want authenticity, Vim. If you would do some of the skin regimen that I suggested, then, you know? You know, half of that stuff is not good for, for me. I'll break out in dives. Well... Well, maybe I can find you something that won't make you break out. I just, I, I just want what's best for you, Vim. I, I want, you know, our image. Okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna go. I really gotta pee. Oh wow, mm, that bladder's so full. I'm, I'm, I'm like up going. <laughs> <laughs>
I take Copernicus with me to the bathroom. Yeah, Copernicus licks his eyeball. What do you do in the bathroom? I try not to freak out. Is this, how future is this? Can I like hit the mirror and check what day it is? Oh, totally. You can like touch the mirror or you can talk to it, whatever floats your boat. Uh, show me the calendar mirror. Siri, <laughs> please. <laughs> Alexa, someone. Cortana, anyone. <laughs> And so, uh, Mortana, or Kalexa, or Miri all talk to you at once in a single <laughs> terrifying voice. please turn them off, like. I'm laughing so hard, I'm shaking my mic. It's like, you could just, you could just be like, it's Iris. Yeah, Iris. Iris tells you that the date is the day that you remember being in New Tijuana 2 and going to El Centro de Investigación de Estudios para Casales. So that's what you remember. I'm rubbing my face, that's for sure. This is definitely... Bruh, I spent months trying to not do this. So it's... It, this, is, this is like... This is the equivalent of, like, rock bottom... <laughs> For, for Vim right now, and I, I think she takes a very big sigh and decides to start Googling her friends, uh, goggling her friends. Oggling her friends? <laughs> yes, ogling online, you know, like how everyone else does. And I'll, I'll start with Sawyer. I am aware of Sawyer's full name now, so I'll just type that and see what shows up. Yeah, so you type in Sarah Davenport, New Vesta, whatever, and you see a wedding announcement and a coronation announcement. Mostly, it seems that the articles are more focused on the monarchy and on William Easton. But there's like a few mentions of Sarah in there. Every time I see a picture of William, I go, that? That? Okay. <laughs> Boy, is this kingdom in trouble visually. <laughs> and... <laughs> All of the pictures from their wedding are so unfortunate. It's like deer in the headlights look on both of them. Mm -hmm. Both of them have those like very forced smiles of like, we don't want to be here. Yeah, I imagine also like the first dance photos. It's just. Oh, yeah. How about we don't touch each other? Yep. And then we'll just go, okay, at least it looks like he's not enjoying it. I'll check out, I'll check up Zoro next. Zoro, you find mostly like incident reports where Zoro was picked up on some station or some backwater planet, you know, suspected Lechusa member, but usually they let Zoro go because somebody like post bail or, you know, it seems to be like you get the impression that someone relatively powerful is keeping Zoro out of like really permanent trouble. And also, you can't even really tell if Zoro's getting into this trouble because they are actually getting themselves into trouble if they're just the most unlucky person in the world. Sounds like both. Wrong place, wrong time. I try to search up Matcha and then remember that I don't think Matcha knows what the internet is. And then um, <laughs> I just go and, and, and I search up the name of the lab to see if I can find anything on Tika. I don't think Tika would have anything to like 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 Finn doesn't think Tika is gonna have anything too incriminating. I don't know <laughs> I don't know how 
criminal. Tika is rounding so gay. She got a lab coat. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm a good person. You got a lab coat. You're legit. I, I at least know Tika has health insurance. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legit. And yeah, you look up the research center and you see a photo of three people standing in front of a newly built building. One of them you recognize as Dr. Simona Toykian. The other you recognize as Chandra Ori. The third one you do not recognize. And this person seems to be very close and sort of holding hands with Dr. Simona Toykian. They had a name, right? It was the one on the memorial. It was the Weaver Memorial Lab. Yes, their name was at least it, it was Weaver. I knew I knew I didn't trust that light. I was right to not trust the light. Clearly, I have died. <laughs> I knew I was going to hell. Here I am. Minel. Copernicus says nothing and just licks her eye. Look me in the eye, boy. Do you remember? Like five minutes ago? Or maybe yesterday? Do you remember? <laughs> I'm looking for recognition. They burp a little. Damn. We're stuck together. And you hear Thresh knocking on the door. Oh, Vim? Is everything okay in there? Like, you've been in there for a really long time and you're talking to yourself. Yeah, yeah, just checking today's schedule, I say as I have, I like, pull it up. Oh, perfect. And you see that your schedule for Build Your Own Mech is uh, today, uh, one of the first things is you have hair and makeup, then your actual streamed building session, and then you have a break for lunch, and then you are preparing for... So you're not actually doing the fight today, but you're like doing some sparring and practice sessions with dummy mechs to basically like get the feel for how this build is going to go. Because the actual show match that you're entering is tomorrow. Does it say where? I don't think it's like a place that you necessarily recognize. Well, you would probably recognize it, but it's not like New Tijuana or anything like that. It's just some random place. <sighs> and, and I'm assuming absolutely everything on the schedule is streamed. So it's like a 24-hour thing almost. Pretty much, yeah. Even the hair and makeup, it's streamed. It, like, literally Thresh has scheduled out your whole day almost to be streamed, except for your, like, 30-minute lunch break. Because Thresh is very much, like, likes to have the cameras on as much as possible. Yep, yep, yep. Babe? Babe, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm just putting water on my face. I, I actually put water on my face, hoping uh, that this will go away. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we've got like 20 minutes before hair and makeup. So, you, you know, so whatever you got to do to look a little bit more presentable for the cameras, all right? We're going into hair and makeup. They're supposed to make us presentable. Yeah, but nobody wants you to look like you just woke up. You know, you got to have like a good base. Okay. Okay, fine. I'm assuming I have a costume or outfit already picked out for me. Yeah, Thresh probably uh, picked it out for you. 
Is your usual jumpsuit number, but your jumpsuit has the build your own mech logo. And then you've got like some cool, you know, zip off overall thing. It looks cool, but you also look like you're a walking advertisement. And I bet it's all like fitted, right? Oh, oh yeah, super fitted. So you look like every single curve is accentuated as much as possible. I think there's even a little bit of padding in the chest area. A little oomph. Hate this. Hate my life. Well, if it's tight, I think I think they have to help me. Oh yeah, on, yeah. Right? So I think they they are actually helping you. Yeah. And in the meantime, they've actually brought you breakfast. You see, they've made you some like what? What's Vim's favorite breakfast food? Edible. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think Vim is a is very much an eggs kind of person. They just really like eggs. They actually have taken the time to make you real eggs, like scrambled eggs with a little bit of cheese. They know you can't have too much, but they give you a little bit. And they give it to you to eat while they help you into your outfit. And despite the fact that they are, you know, very, very obviously obsessed with fame and image, the way that they help you and that they've made this meal for you, those feelings kind of come rushing back a little bit. And you see like the tenderness that they do treat you with as they are helping you into your clothes and into your prosthetic and that they like are gentle and caring. I think I feel like I'm going to throw up the whole time, but I don't, you know, it's one of those. Yeah. And they sort of go like, are you okay? Uh, you, you haven't eaten any of your eggs. Uh, you love eggs, especially my eggs. Yeah. I Love the eggs. Um, I just you you know maybe I I am feeling a little under the weather. Maybe it's what we ate last night. I don't know. And do you mean you're not well enough to stream? I I mean uh not to like honestly self care is really important. Like so you know if you need to take like a uh, hair and makeup uh i can i can reschedule that and they're like looking at the schedule like trying to fit things around like okay um maybe we can just like do hair and makeup here and, and just and just have them do it a little faster and then we can do the actual mech building stream like here and then um i don't know how's this look to you i'll just do our regular schedule it's fine i just gotta make sure i um are you sure I, I mean you no offense but you've been acting a little funny i just you know i want to make sure you're okay i i just need some some liquids oh i'll be fine probably just a little underhydrated. that's all you mean dehydrated yeah sure words <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 Thresh kind of looks you over. It's like, well, it, it, if you think you're up for it, then, then let's do it, baby. And they give you like a little kiss on the cheek. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, this is going to be great. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this build. Uh, you had a chance to look over it, right? You know what? Actually, I, I might have forgotten. I, I'm just going to look at it right now. Oh, uh, that, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, just let me know if, like, some stuff's not going to work or, 
you know, so I don't look, you know, stupid on stream, right? You know, <laughs> make sure that it all works. Yeah, it will work. I can make anything work. I, I'm looking at the build. Is it going to work? <laughs> yeah, no. It looks real fucking bad. Thresh is not a good mech mechanic. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. <laughs> I'm going to look at it, actually, and go, oh, yeah, I can, I'll make some tweaks, some adjustments, okay? Oh, I love you. You're perfect. Mm hmm Well... Um, I'm going to freshen up a little bit, and then I'll be doing hair and makeup. Um, okay. And they go and freshen up. You both arrive in hair and makeup, and there's a couple of people there already, and someone who you recognize as Thresh's agent is, like, on, not the phone, but, like, on the space phone. The spone! <laughs> and is, like, you know, furiously talking to somebody. Thresh is sitting in a chair, and you go and sit next to them and two people, or actually like a two per person, like flock over and start like doing all kinds of stuff. And Thresh, they actually have like a drone camera. So it's like a GoPro, but a drone. And the drone comes around and Thresh is like, what's up batteries? Good morning. I hope you're having a good whatever day it is. And you're ready to see some cool as fuck beautification before our mechanation session. Isn't that right, my love? Crispy cream. <laughs> Give him a thumbs up. And Thresh kind of like looks at you a little confused. Uh, yeah, Crispy cream batteries. <laughs> and they kind of like say out of the corner of their mouth. Crispy cream? What the fuck, Vim? Ah, uh, okay. Oh, we're doing this again. Okay. I'm also dodging any powder that comes my way. Uh, someone's 100% trying to powder your face and, and you're like ninja dodging it like, like the Matrix bullet time scene. <laughs> yep. Once again, once again, can't use, can't use too, too many, can't use too many over excessive powder products. <laughs> Oh, yes, of course, of course. I'm so sorry. But could I interest you in some lip gloss? Sure. She presents you with, like, the brightest hot pink lip gloss. Oh, God. And, and yeah, you look very silly. Uh, <laughs> she puts it on. Your face is already kind of glistening because of Copernicus. And basically the whole day kind of goes like this. Thresh is doing most of the talking, is doing all of the flamboyant stuff. And it's like Loki kind of almost taking credit for the things you're doing, but not quite like on the edge while, you know, really you're doing the the hard work of the actual building and designing of the mech. Uh, they're, they're just like kind of the pie in the sky idea guy, you know, and that used to work for you for a little while back when you were together. But there's a reason that you broke up with them. And you realize this throughout the day. Then you get to the end of your actual streaming schedule. And at this point, the official build your own mech stream is over. And Thresh is like chatting up with some business execs and stuff and shaking hands. And then they come up to you say, hey, so, um... Look, I got invited to an exclusive 
after party at this like super exclusive club to go talk business with these people. And like, I think that they're going to be huge sponsors for us, which is going to like, this is going to take us to the next level. So I'm going to go do that, but, but I'll, I'll see you at home. Yeah, sure. Right. Perfect. Ugh. I love you so much. You just you're you're too good to me. You're too good to me. And they sort of look at you as if they're expecting you to say, "Oh, it's nothing." I give them a not so enthusiastic thumbs up. They sort of look at you and give you a thumbs up back and then shrug. Go. All right, well, uh, they're going to go, so I'm going to go. But, um, hey, can you uh, look through these designs for tomorrow? Because, you know, I, I'm already thinking about the next mech. You know, it's always about the next thing. And I know we've got the fight tomorrow and stuff. And uh, But, you know, I, I, I was just hoping maybe you could, like, uh, come up with some prototypes for this. Uh, and they send you, like, five or six different full mech builds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which mechs are we using for the fight? Uh, are you asking, like, for actual frames, or...? I'm specifically asking, and I know we, we haven't really named them and stuff yet, but I wanted to know if we were using our mechs. Like, the mechs that got us here. At this point, I'd say that you're not. Yeah, I had a feeling. Because they sold the rights away. I was also wondering if we were all in the same universe, because I was like, Sawyer sent that help to Vim. I will say that noticeably, Vim, your phone, the only messages, or not your phone, but, you know, your personal communication device, the only messages you get are from your family. Specifically, Dao sends you something, um, something along the lines of, like, uh, you know, hey, want to wanna get a pint sometime? A cold one? As it were. I type so fast. Yes. Just send it because my, my evening is technically free. And I think we close out on Vim going to go get that pint with Dal. This isn't how it happened. Well, this isn't how it happened. You know this isn't how it happened, right? It didn't really look like this. This isn't.